What's up, everyone? Yes, it is I, your host, Natalie Morrison, and you might be thinking, wasn't this called Swim Masters? Well, yes, it was, and you're definitely in the right place. We decided that we wanted to give the podcast a bit of a makeover, and we're so proud to introduce to you Revoicing the Future, a Women of NAM podcast. Don't worry, it's still the same content, still the same hosts. We just wanted to take this to the next level. And we're excited that you're joining us on this fantastic journey. The episode that you're currently listening to was recorded before the name change. And I just wanted to let you know that you are in the right spot. So keep on listening. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for all new episodes of Revoicing the Future, a Women of NAM podcast coming soon. Welcome to Swim Masters, a podcast dedicated to help connect, grow, and support women in the music products industry. I am your host, Natalie Morrison. The Smart Women in Music Fund was established in 2018 by Robin Walenta, Dee Dee Hyde, and Crystal Morris to expand diversity, inclusion, and support for women in the music product space. Twice a month, I will sit down and host virtual conversations with various women across our industry to help foster mentorship and growth. Now, without further ado, Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Swim Masters. It's your host, Natalie Morrison. It's time for a new episode. Thank you for joining. Thank you for coming back and listening. If you are a returning listener, if you are new, hi, hello, welcome. I'm really excited for this episode today. I am speaking with the one and only Robin Valenta, who is one of the founders of swim as well as the ceo for west music and the very first female chair of the nam executive committee so i really hope you enjoy this conversation if you do share it with your friends catch up on the old episodes if you haven't listened to those so without any more rambling on my part let's dive in Hey, Robin, thank you so much for joining Swim Masters. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Well, good morning, Natalie. I'm super excited to be here. So I want to start off going through your career journey. How did you end up in the music products industry? And how did you get to where you are at West Music today? Well, that's a very interesting story. and I'm glad you asked it. Because I think what you'll discover is that anything's possible. I started my career in the banking industry back in the late 80s. And it only took me a few years in the banking industry to discover that the glass ceiling was very low. And uh, I was getting bruises on my forehead from bumping into it all the time. I, I really wanted to develop my career and have advancement opportunities within my career. And it was obvious that in the banking industry at that period of time, that wasn't going to be possible for me. I had a real love for travel. After college, I had taken a three-month hiatus and went to Europe on a URail pass and spent the majority of the time just interacting with different people and their cultures and, and really getting a, a better education about life than I did my college years. 
I left the banking industry and decided to see the U.S. in a similar way in, in which I discovered Europe. And uh, shortly into my journey, my car broke down and the sum of money that was going to require me to get it fixed and back on the road again exceeded my bank account. And so that forced me back to Iowa where I had to move in with my parents and look for a new job to help replenish my bank account and, and get back on the road. So I was scrolling through the classified ads in the newspaper. So all, you can see the story's kind of dating me. But anyway, I'm going through the classified ads and I see that there's an accountant position open at West Music. And, you know, I, I'm from Iowa City. I've known West Music my whole career or my whole life. I even took my banjo lessons here at West Music when I was in the eighth grade. It seemed like the perfect scenario for me. I knew the controller of the company at that time. She played in a softball league uh, with me when, when I was younger. And so I was fortunate to get hired for the position. Once I got involved with the company, I knew I was hooked, that I wouldn't be heading back out on the road, that I, I think I had found my, my lifelong career my love for music, my love for accounting, and just the the people part of the, the music industry was a perfect match for me. So I decided to, to stay at West Music and through that process, really entrenched myself into helping grow the company and make the business better and stronger. It was shortly after that that our, our controller left and I was promoted into that position where in that new capacity, I had an opportunity to make an even bigger difference and get more women particularly involved in our company. And just over the years, I was given more and more opportunities as, as companies became available. I would buy into those companies with Steve West. That gave me an ownership stake in the company. And just over the course of time, I became then the regional store managers manager where I oversaw all the all of our retail stores, which we had grown significantly since I had begun. And then it was 12 years ago that Steve West decided it was time for him to retire. And that's when I was uh, elevated to the, the president and CEO of the company. Uh, at that same time, his youngest son, Ryan, uh, joined the company. And over the course of the last 12 years, I've been mentoring Ryan in, in his capacity as, as a executive vice president. And just at the end of February, we took my role as president and CEO and divided that. And now I'm just the CEO and Ryan has been named the president of the company. And, and together, we continue to, to grow and develop our company and advance opportunities for musicians in our communities, as well as our associates here at our company. That's awesome. It's cool to see how you started at one point and you worked your way up in just one company, but went completely different with the banking. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that I could have stayed in banking and I could have led a very frustrating career and probably a successful career in the banking industry. But when this opportunity afforded itself to me and, and having the opportunity to work shoulder to shoulder with Steve West, you know, Steve, and I think the whole industry knows Steve. He's just a awesome human being and gave me uh, a lot of opportunities and, and provided me career advancement and has had a lot to do with the success of not only my career, but the, the career of many within the industry. He's just a, a fabulous mentor. 
You kind of have one of those in your life, don't you, with your father? I do. (laughs) I do. I do indeed. It's always important to have a mentor, even just to ask the smallest of questions, but always know that you have someone there that can teach you the ropes and push you to do your best. Yeah, that, you know, that's where I find my single greatest joy is in, in helping others, you know, being a mentor where I can, through my life experiences, help others grow and develop and have opportunities within their careers, as well as being a, a mentee. You know, I'm still learning every day and, and I learn something from, from you and many of your peers because in this ever-changing environment in which we live, you know, us old dogs still can learn some new tricks and, and I'm very receptive to that and enjoy that as well. That's awesome. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned during the course of your career? Wow, that's a great question. I'm still learning new lessons every day. But I guess, you know, the the single greatest lesson is believe in yourself, take initiative, have perseverance, be resilient, don't give up. You know, those are all things that you hear a coach say to you all the time, right? My father told me, you know, you are who you are, so be really good at it. And uh, that's something I've always taken to heart. I want to be the very best at whatever I do. And the only way I can do that is to be a constant learner and then being able to share my experiences with others. Absolutely. You mentioned in the answer to your first question that even at West Music, you work to bring more women into the company. I spoke with Didi about this in my first episode of the podcast about your vision for SWIM and how it came about at a pool at (laughs) SMT. That's a true story. (laughs) Well, actually, you know, it really started, Natalie, long before that. Uh, I'll never forget the very first NAMM show I went to, walking onto the showroom floor and and looking around and going, wow, there's no one else like me here. You know, it was a very male-dominated industry. and, And again, based on the experience I had in the banking industry, I said to myself, we can do better than this. And it was at that point that, that I knew I, I could be a change agent and do my part in getting more women the opportunities to, to not only advance their careers in the industry, but just to know it's a, it's a great place to start a career. You know, if you're looking in the glass from outside through that window and you don't see a lot of other women, you might be intimidated and, and think to yourself, wow, this isn't a place for me. And, you know, I set out at that point to change that. And then, yeah, it was true. I was at NASMD many, many years ago and uh, when we were in Arizona. There was a group of us women sitting around the, the pool because, uh, as you know, on Friday afternoons, there's a golf outing and, and a lot of the men go golfing. And so we were sitting around the pool and, and having conversations about what could we do as women in the industry to get more women not only involved, but more women participating at a, at a leadership level. And that's when the whole SWIM concept came to be. And, you know, I'm a big acronym person. So Smart Women in Music just made sense since we were sitting by the pool. And then you fast forward many years later and I'm with Didi and we're talking about, I'm now on the NAM executive board and, and Didi and I are discussing the fact that, that we still have, although we've made strides, we still have a lot of work to do. That's when we decided to really put SWIM into action and get it formed as an opportunity, a formal opportunity to develop the leadership proficiencies and aspirations for women within the music products industry. You know, we really want to create positive change. 
and we, we feel we can do that through our dedication to connecting and, and supporting and growing women within this industry that we all love so much. Absolutely. So you were the first female chair for the NAM Executive Committee in its 100 plus years. 119 years. Yeah. Amazing, right? Crazy. But amazing. I remember, and I said this in the first episode too, so I'm repeating myself, but it's worth repeating. I was saying to Didi that your first chair reception as the chair at the Winter NAM show, I was with Stephanie Lamond and Valeska Thomas, and you walked in, and the three of us just like ran up to you. You were so excited (laughs) to see a woman in that position. It was a moment that I'll never forget because we just felt seen at that moment. As the chair and the first female chair, what was that moment like for you over the course of those two years? Well, you know, NAM does an extraordinary job in preparing you for that moment. First, I sat on the board at large for three years. And then when, when you're appointed to the executive board, it's the opportunity for an eight-year appointment as you move from the, the secretary to the treasurer to the vice chair to the chair. And I remember when Kevin Cranley called me to let me know I was being nominated to join the executive board, I, I was speechless, which is, you know, for, for me to say that is, is something because I, I sure like to talk. It was an awe-inspiring moment, getting a little emotional now, because it was very emotional as well to have the gravity of that situation presented to you, something you've always aspired to have the opportunity to do, but never thinking it was possible to come to a reality. You know, it's, it was quite an emotional experience and, and one that, quite honestly, I had to think about before I accepted, because as I already said, you know, if I'm going to do something, I want to be the very best at it. And I wanted to reflect on, you know, what role I could play within the industry and, and what changes could I make that would have an impact, uh, not only in, in strengthening the music products industry, but really giving an opportunity for more diversity and inclusion within our industry. So what, what, does, what has SWIM meant for you? And, you know, you talked about coming to that first chair reception, which, by the way, they had to change it from a chairman's reception to a chair reception so that it would be gender neutral, which is something I was adamant about. <laughs> but anyway, um, so what, is, what has SWIM meant for you? I mean, when, when you first discovered that the SWIM initiative was underway and, and that there, there was now the first woman in the, in the 119-year history of our industry that was going to chair the association, you know, what, what kinds of thoughts went through your head and what kinds of opportunities did you see exist for you in advancing your career? That's a good question. When you announced the SWIM initiative, I was so excited. I was close with Laura. I'm still close with Laura Whitmore. And I followed along with what the Women's International Music Network was doing. And then when SWIM was created, that it was dedicated specifically for the music products industry. I was so excited because there aren't that many women in leadership positions within the industry. And as someone who is just starting out their career, it was inspiring to be able to be a part of a movement to make that change and push those initiatives forward to get more women in those leadership positions and more women in the music industry in general. So to see you in that role, it gave me a lot of hope and it really inspired me to believe that like change really is possible. 
I've always been super passionate about women in the industry, multiple facets of the industry. So to be able to join forces and amplify my voice as well to bring more people in was just an incredible moment for me and is inspiring every single day, which was also part of the idea that this podcast kind of came to life, especially in the world that we are living right now with this pandemic and not being able able to be together. I wanted to be able to amplify more women's voices within our industry to inspire more people to join and to believe that they can actually do something in the space. Well, I, I can't thank you enough and really appreciate you taking a leadership role and getting the, the podcast together. It is amplifying our voice and that's what we need to do. We need to get more people aware of the opportunities that exist and, and just making them conscious of how they can make a change within their companies and, and thus within the industry. I'm sure Didi shared with you the conversation we had with Jerry Goldenson, the president of KHS America, who after he listened to the swim panel at, at NASMD one year, and just from participating in that panel discussion, he went back to his company and said, you know, we can do better. We have to cast the net further and we have to stop taking the easy way out. You know, he went back to his company and and they had a a position open in which they had a lot of really great candidates for. But because of of the impact that the panel discussion had on him, he, he broadened the search and he found a very talented woman to join his company in that capacity. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do is is educate people and make people conscious of of the decisions they're making and uh, and recognizing that together, you know, we can all make a difference. So again, I, I can't thank you enough for, for the work you're doing for SWIM and, and for the podcast and, and making sure this message gets out there because it's it's not just the women in the industry that need to have the voice, but the men as well. We have to continue to educate them and let them know that there are opportunities within their companies or organizations to include more women and advance more women. I think you know all the statistics that are out there. I I mean, you were talking about how few women there are, women CEOs in particular in the music products industry. And although we don't have great data, to the best of our knowledge, it's around 2% of leadership, so CEO, president capacity within the industry are women. And that's just not good enough. But unfortunately, when we looked at the Fortune 500, that number was only 4.9%. We just, as a, as a culture, have a lot of work to do in, in helping women advance their careers with, within their occupations. And, and I think, you know, you can pull all the statistics in the world and it, it shows that women in leadership roles really do make a difference. Women CEOs, the companies that, that they lead, you know, all their key performance indicators are off the charts uh, because of the, the style of leadership that women bring to an organization. So that's what we're trying to do is move that needle. Yeah, absolutely. I thank you for your kind words. I'm just honored to be able to be a part of the change and be a voice to help move that needle. There's so many ways for people to get involved, you know, that you can go to the smartwomeninmusic.org website and and learn about all the opportunities. 
that's under construction and we need more contributors to that. We want really want to create a, an online community where we can all gather and share and help each other grow and, and support each other through our, our endeavors. You know, I, I need to put a pitch out for the scholarship opportunities that are out there at the summer show, although we didn't have one this year, which was very unfortunate. But at the Summer NAM show, we, we offer up three scholarships to, to women who have never been to a NAM show before or who haven't been to one in five years. Again, just trying to get, get people behind the curtain to take that peek to see you know, that there, there really are opportunities out there. And then at the Winter Show, we offer up six scholarships for that. And uh, I hope that you have an opportunity, if you haven't already, to interview some of those women that have had the opportunity to participate in, in those scholarship sessions at the show, because, you know, that not only is it their first experience at an AMP show, but we, we match them up with mentors within their interest levels and uh, really do give them a peek behind the curtain so that they can truly understand what opportunities exist for their career advancement. And then, of course, we had the, the, our first swim summit in March. It was interesting. I was reflecting on this the other day. It was last time I was on an airplane. I was uh, flying back from San Diego from the swim summit on March the 6th. But that was our first annual swim summit where we hand-selected, well, 16 women were selected from a roster of many applicants to, to attend a two-and-a-half-day really deep-dive learning experience to, to help them grow and develop their leadership skills and proficiencies. And uh, again, I hope you have an opportunity to, to interview uh, some of those women that got that opportunity as well, because they're still a, they're still a, a tight-knit group. They've got one of those what's up, what's up apps. Oh, yeah, WhatsApp, yeah. <laughs> WhatsApp, there it is. <laughs> and uh, they still stay in very close contact with each other. So we've, we've created another little community within, within SWIM that I think they'll continue to uh, create those lifelong relationships that are so important in this industry and, and in anyone's careers. Absolutely. Yeah, it's on my list to interview the scholarship winners and also the summit attendees just to give another perspective on the work that they're doing and inspire other people to get involved with that as well. So in light of the shifts in the world, especially to the marketplace, are there any trends or big changes you are seeing on a high level for young women either coming into the industry or who are already working in the music products industry to keep in mind? Wow. That is a fabulous question. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. And there is a lot of change going on in the world right now. You know, I, I think that the, the best advice I could give everyone is is to you know, embrace the changes that are taking place and, and discover innovative solutions to adapt to the transformational mindsets uh, that this pandemic has created. You know, we've all learned new ways of socializing, of communicating, of educating. Now we have to find new ways in which to embrace those changes and, and lead them forward. And then likewise, with, with all the movements that are taking place, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, we have to lean in to those opportunities and, and recognize that change only takes place uh, when you involve yourself and, and, and get, be actively in, involved and engaged in the movement. And I think that's true for, for women, that we need to make sure that this is a movement, that our voices are heard, and that people understand we do matter 
and that together we can make a difference. Absolutely. I could say a lot more things about that, but you'd have to censor <laughs> me, I'm afraid, as it relates to the political climate within our country right now. And but I get, you know, I think I think the most important thing with that is that you have to call people out on it. You know, it's if something's not okay, you need to make them aware. Uh, of why what they're doing and why it's not okay and how they could do it differently because that's how change takes place exactly we can't sit back and be silent or nothing's going to get done yeah have you been involved in any of the marches or movements in the city i haven't gone out to physically protest but i have been donating and reading and watching and learning and just trying to be as helpful of a voice and a listener as I possibly can so that I can do better, we can all do better, and just work together to make the right change that is long overdue. Absolutely. So on that note, as we come to an end, what do you hope to see for the future of our industry and for SWIM? Yeah, well, I think SWIM plays an important part in our industry. I want to see more women not only enter the industry, but discover those advancement opportunities. I want more women to get involved in SWIM so that we can uh, learn and listen to each other and and help uh, grow each other. You know, I think the industry needs to have greater inclusivity and and diversity. And uh, again, I think we can all do our part with that. We're so fortunate to be in an industry that truly does change people's lives. Music has such a profound impact on on the human being that, you know, if you ever pause long enough to reflect on what we do and why we do it, you know, that's goosebump stuff. So we're really fortunate to be in the industry that we're in. And and we all need to do our our parts to help strengthen and grow the industry so that we can continue to support each other at a very high level. Totally. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen and where the future holds for the industry and everyone in it. Yeah. Well, and and I, you know, I really want to encourage people to get involved. Yeah. You know, don't, don't sit on the sidelines. You you need to get involved. And, and there's so many opportunities within, within the industry, whether it's the swim initiative or NAMYP or the NAM board of directors, or, you know, there's so many different communities within the music products industry that that you can find uh, your place and you can make a difference. And and I really want to encourage people to get involved. You know, the other thing about our industry is that there's a great deal of companies that are family businesses and you can still find yourself a room to grow. I think I'm case in point there. You know, I I didn't, uh, I wasn't born into it. I didn't marry into it, but I found an opportunity to to be a major contributor to not only my company, but to uh, the industry because I looked for opportunities and and I, I took advantage of every single one that was given to me. So I guess my point is, is that there's a place for everybody. If you want to make a difference, you can. You just have to find your find your place. And and if it's if you're at a company that doesn't see the benefit that that you can provide, and and you want to continue to grow and develop your career, then I encourage you to look for for another place because there's plenty of them within the industry that that understand the important role that you can play and and can give you those those advancement opportunities that you wish. Yeah, I think it's on. I think it's on the NAM Foundation um, website. 
under the smart women in music, there's a, a saying in there, uh, if you're successful, it's because somewhere, sometime, someone gave you a life or an idea uh, that started you in the right direction. And I hope people listening to this podcast or people that get engaged with SWIM I feel that way, you know, that they've been pointed in the right direction and that they see um, that there's a, a place for them and, and an opportunity for them to, to grow and develop. All it takes is someone opening that door for you. You step that foot in. The rest is up to you. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Robin. I loved our conversation and thank you for your words and being a guest and really carving the path for us to make that difference and make that change. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Natalie. I, I you know, I'm very proud of you and, and your committee and, and everything you guys are doing. Someday you'll have the opportunity to sit where I am <laughs> and, and, uh, Give your podcast interview to a young woman that's interested in 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 the music products industry. Won't that be great? Oh yeah, happy to extend my knowledge. And I've already kind of been doing that with kids in college. I've sat on a couple of panels with Gen Next, and oh, nice. it's been inspiring to see the kids come up afterwards and explain how impactful the panels were. There were three instances at the Winter Nam show where three people found me at the Diderio booth to personally thank me for the words that I shared and the advice that I gave to just go up to the companies that they were interested in and see if they could talk to someone and make those connections as early as possible. So, right on. All right. Well, keep it real and um, tell your dad hi for me. I will. Thanks for listening to this episode of Swim Masters. Don't forget to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay up to date on all new things swim. We'd love it if you'd share and leave us a review. If you would like to learn more, please visit www.smartwomeninmusic.org. This episode was co-produced and edited by Stephanie Lamond and Natalie Morrison. See you next time.